Well, people ask me, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to make some sort of podcast about teaching? And as I said in my YouTube video, it's something I've been wanting to do for quite a while. We all have stories, and, and, and people ask about the stories, what it was like, day-to-day uh, -day activities with a room full of children. There's all the misleading ideas about those of y'all that know me know that I teach in the same building with my wife, and they're like, what's it like to work with your wife? And I'm like, I, I don't see her. I, we get to school together. She goes and does her thing. Unless we were in a meeting, I, I go and do my thing. And, and at the end of the day, I, I see her again. And these are interesting questions because people just assume. I mean, if you work with other people in, in, in an office, in a building, you look at them all day long. You might get sick of them. You literally work with them. At a grocery store, you see the other people. You, you work with them if you... Or in a lab doing research, you're working with somebody. If you're a nurse and there are other nurses, you're working with somebody. And even our counselors or people like that work with other people. The assistant principals who don't teach anymore work with other people. But they're not in a classroom full of children all day. And we see each other. But there are people that I work with in a building that I don't know, that I see a couple of times a year. And you have to wonder about even the people that don't make it to faculty meetings. They, like coaches that, that are gone in the afternoon and may not come, you may never see them. I honestly don't know people that have come and gone, that I've worked with for two or three years that have come and gone. At a smaller school it is different, and you do conference with these people, you talk to them, you have references with them about other students you have in common, but in a larger, what are we called now, 6A school? Well, we, we're supposed to have about 3,000 people. The last time I actually checked that our student population is just under 2,800, but I, I see a lot more students that I teach now that I taught last year, that I taught two years ago, three years ago, that I do people in my own department, people that I, I, I supposedly work with and see all the time. And they're, they're literally not there. They're, they're in the same building. They're roughly doing the same job, but they're not working with me. There are people I can think of off the top of my head that I know, that I see, that I've known for quite a while, years, decades, and I, I don't know what they actually do. I've never been in their classroom. I've never seen them teach. I just hear what the kids say about them. And it's different because it takes different kinds. Oh, he's cool. Or, oh yeah, she's cool, as opposed to, wow, they're really good. They really know what they're doing. They really try. I have all the above students. I, if you don't know me or know anything about my, my long career, 
currently I have people now that have been in school for four years and maybe five and hardly done anything. And I have the valedictorian and I've taught many valedictorians and I've taught many students that don't finish school. I've taught valedictorians in middle school and knew how brilliant they were. Students that are in Ivy League schools right now, students that are doctors, students that are attorneys, students that are veterinarians, business owners, uh, vice presidents of major corporations, people that work at Discount Tire, people that work at grocery stores. I've, I've, I've seen it all. And I have to listen to them to know what's going on in other classrooms. Now, sure, I've been down the hall. I've people that you work close to, and it is a year-to-year situation. It's much like what you see in, in professional sports or college sports or anything that is a season, anything that is an individual year. Because once that year is over, everything changes. Personnel changes, people changes, the kids all change. And it's completely different. But you really don't know what goes on in other rooms unless you physically go down there and walk inside of them and watch for yourself, which there is no time. That's something that we're allegedly supposed to do at some point. I've worked at schools where that was completely acceptable and it was something you were supposed to do. You were supposed to go watch a couple other teachers teach. You would let them know you were coming and... By letting them know you were coming, they apparently weren't going to be doing what they normally do. And we have assistant principals that just walk in the door. They're looking for someone. Sometimes it's a walkthrough. Children didn't come down and do what they're supposed to be doing. Children are in trouble for things that they should not have done. And the assistant principals are coming to get them. Counselors come look for them. We have, I tried to count, and in, 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 in we have roughly 32 or 34 personnel that are, you know, former teachers that do other things in the building from uh, assisting people to coaching people to counseling people to directing people to diagnostic all, all that kind of stuff and I, that's no that's not even go i didn't count all the diagnosticians and people that work in special ed in those kind of settings but you might have 40 people in a building of 2800 students and 250 people on staff or maybe more because I, I don't want to discount the custodial workers because in the, the cafeteria workers they see much more of what's going on in, in a different dynamic than what I would see and the other teachers would see. But I, I currently work at a corner in a building that's a city block long. It's it, it's amazingly long. And I I don't. I, I don't work with other people. I am not on a team. I don't meet with other people. And I can walk in the building. I can pass. You know, if I get there early enough, pass no adult. I can go to my room, I can teach my classes, maybe peek out in the hall between classes, but we we have somebody on duty out there. I I could go out, I should go out, but it's 
it's redundant. I I have multiple classes I have to change between the different passing periods for. And if I don't go for a bathroom break, I, I won't see other people. I only see students. There's no real time for lunch, 30 minutes from bell, the beginning of the lunch bell to the bell when it sounds again, which is more like 24 minutes if you count it as a passing period because that's how long it's going to take you to get anywhere. I stay in my room if I do that. And then it's tied to my planning period. So that combined, that combined is time I have to preview things, set things up, grade things, put grades in the grade book, that kind of stuff. So I can literally, I, I, I know I'm saying the word literally too much, but I can literally, I'm a student that does this too, not see a adult outside of the 18-year-olds that I have all day. If I just stay in there and I leave at a certain time, you, you might say hi and bye in the hallway, but it, it's, it really is an isolated period to period, semester to semester, year to year solo activity. I mean, you can work with other people on your team. And my wife's situation is more like that. They can open the curtain, see each other. The ones that are in a quad part of the building can open all the curtains and team teach, talk together. They collaborate. They make tests and handouts and activities and plan. They, they do all that kind of stuff. So they, they do work with other people. But then when you watch that happen... Especially smaller teams, English teams, teams that have in the course exams that they're graded by, basically. When you watch that dynamic, it's very different because you will see you'll see the individuals almost become a small tribe or a small family or a clan or, or something like that. And it does change year to year because you'll lose someone, somebody come in, or you go to a different team. And I'm not in that situation right now. But when you look at the different activities and, and the different things that go on in those settings, you watch them move together and hang out together and talk together. And sometimes you get with your old team people, your old friend people, but you can, you can watch them all band together. And, and recently we've been put on bigger teams school-wide and, and those bigger teams school-wide are, are interesting, too, because they're the same department. So when they say, hey, go, go talk to three people at random that you don't know. And that's cute. It's, it's an icebreaker-type activity. It's something we could use in our own classrooms, but I may not see those people the rest of the year. But... In a classroom situation, you're going to have kids for 80, 90 days. And if it's a semester base, and if it's a full year, it's 170 days-ish. And, and when you see that, they, they get to know each other better, even when they're in different grade levels, different backgrounds and things like that. And yeah, we get them to interact together, but we, we, we don't. 
It really is not. It's, I mean, I'm a social person. I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't a social person. I wouldn't be talking about it right now, keeping it private. But when you think about it, others that are not social people will have a propensity to just be in their room, do their own thing, and, you know, meet when you have to. Now I'll go socialize. And it, it's, it's, it's an effort. It is a real effort to go meet people, talk to them, other than, hey, how's it going? Try to have real conversations with them. And then you draw that line between work relationships and personal relationships and friendships. And, and you know, when there's, it's, it's that kind of setting, sometimes you have to have those tough conversations with people. I, I don't like having a position of, of leadership specifically because of that. I don't want to have to go tell somebody, hey, you can't do that or you shouldn't be doing that or or you can't talk to a student that way or you can't grade something that way or you can't have other students grade things or pass back work or a, a plethora of different things that are not something that I, I, I want to do. I, I, I'm in the classroom with the kids. I, that's what I do. I don't talk to other adults and teach them what to do. I, I, I have to present something coming up in, in, in less than a week. And I'm, teachers are not a good audience. They're, they're, they're not. They're not good students from what I remember from grad school. I mean, some are. Some have the same respect they would for, for, for peers or somebody that they even thought was you know, a college professor, full professor. Those types of things. But teachers presenting to other teachers, I mean, if you don't watch them, they're doing the same things that they don't want the kids to do. And that's, that's the relationship that is, that is curious because you get to watch it and it doesn't necessarily transmit back into to what you do as a human being every day because you expect the students to listen to you and follow you and behave and not play on their cell phones and not be rude and disrespectful and all those things that you do. But you present in front of other teachers and they're like, this, I don't need to hear this. That would lead me down a slippery slope into other things about young, arrogant teachers that don't feel like they can learn anything new or learn anything else. But it's hard to even know what they do because, once again, I'm focusing now on the isolation part of this, is that we really don't work with other people. We are in the same building at the same school, but we don't work with them. We don't really collaborate with them. Teams collaborate. And in certain areas, those of us that I can think of something I want to interview that don't really work with other people, they, they, they do their thing. They may not even have their own classroom. And, and collaboration is something that you'd think would be just part of a teacher's life because you teach the same subject with other people. And I do, I do like to collaborate with people from other schools. I almost feel like I'm closer to some of those people that I see at all those types of meetings that are just for subject matter and just for gifted and talented and just for advanced placement than I do with people that are 
right down the hall from me that are on the hall right around the corner from me. I can get out and in 15 seconds walk to people's rooms that I don't know them. I don't even think I know their names. I'm not sure if when I see them away from their door, I even know if they work there, which is, it's a, it's, it's a different part. There are other people that I, I know that teach that I want to talk to you about certain types of things like that because they, especially if you're in a specific department and you do stuff like my, 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 my friend Rick that, that's a band director, you're in the band hall. You do band things. You have your own copy machine in the band hall. You, you have the other band directors in the band hall. There are maybe people you see in fine arts, but do you see the freshman English teacher at the other end of the building? Do you see the science teachers that are in the labs all the time? I, mean, I, I purposely walk different ways back and forth to my room and back and forth to my wife's classroom just, just to see who these other people are. Because I'm not an isolationist type of person. I'm not a hermit. You could be a hermit. And it's, it's funny because if you don't like to talk to the students, some people don't. This, this Google Classroom phenomenon is, is, is basically a fancy way to, to do, have, have here read this chapter, do these questions, do this worksheet, turn them in, uh, no talking, everybody be quiet. And that, that is such an odd thing for me that that's, that's what we've moved to now is that we have moved to a situation to where electronically allows you to be even more isolated because the students, and, and this is something else we'll, I'll talk about at a different time, the students' isolation with these lovely cellular devices, these smartphones, if you will, that they have and they have buried their faces into. And I, I realize I, I've looked at some of the studies of this so far and and we're just starting to see the beginnings of it. Uh, my seniors right now, smartphones been out for 11 years. They're 17, 18, probably weren't at the precipice of getting one of these smartphones when it was a original iPhone. Maybe at the four level, at the five level, which gives you five or six years. So you've had one since middle school. That's different than as soon as you're old enough to touch and talk two-year-old, one-year-old, it, it, it's a modern-day pacifier for, for children, which is going to put my isolation idea even to more so because 10 years ago in a classroom, if the kids had free time, they talked. They turned and talked to other people. They wanted to watch something, a video, a movie. They wanted to go do something, play cards, play a game. 20 years ago, it was even more so that because we had VHS, we had 27-inch TVs if we checked what out for our room. We might have a computer in the room. Now, if you say, hey, you can do whatever you want to, you're not going to have much conversation. You're going to have a whole lot of cell phones, a whole lot of earphones in. And the earphone thing has just metastasized so much in the last five years. It's, it's, it's amazing, especially with the wireless ones now. So you just got people with just little earbuds to their ears and long hair, and, and you don't know what they're doing with that. And it, it's, it's to become isolated. I realized that in, 
what I used to understand about New York City is that they got tired of, of tourists and other people asking them for directions, information. Where's the train? Where's this? Where's that? What exit? What's up? You put in headphones. You don't have to listen to anything. You just wear headphones. And as you wear those headphones, it's, it's different because they are keeping themselves away from other people intentionally. And, and, and I concern myself into watching the kids do it because that's all they know. They're watching stuff. They're watching video games. They're playing video games. They're watching YouTube. They're watching TV series and things like that to where it is a different way of life that most of us older people aren't accustomed to. And as I watch the millennials, and, and that generation is already getting a little bit older because we're starting to look at the post-millennial generation that's coming out that has had smartphones basically since middle school or the beginnings of high school and they are doing some of the same things you can watch adults in their in their mid-20s running around with the headphones on phones plastered to their hands phones playing games I, I whoever thought that in this isolationist idea that you could your phone would be your television it would be your outlet it would be the medium you used for all consumption of information, of, of entertainment, of sports. And I, I'm surprised they can even watch movies on big TVs and big screens because I, I, I've had students that have watched all Criminal Minds on their phone. Not even a big phone. A little phone. So maybe I'll wrap this up. Of... The isolation aside here, or, or, or teaching and, and getting into teaching and things that I do teaching, it's 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 not what you think it is. If you think we all go to the high school, we all go do the high school things. You go to the middle school, and middle school and elementary school are different things. I want to talk to people that I know because I I know elementary school teachers, and that is more of a family. That is a that is a lot more need with other people. You do have specialists. You have. The PE teachers that come, the Spanish, all, all that. It's, it's a different mix than what we do. And I think it's less isolationist than what my job is or to what high school teachers' jobs are and, and the different people that you see like that. So, yeah, teaching is, is, is not all, we're all together and we're one big happy school and one big happy family. We're, we're a collection of individuals that, spend most of our time with children and not with adults not with other people so if you're listening to this and you're enjoying this please um leave me some feedback i'm not asking you to go to the patreon page that i set up for money or anything like that it, I, it, it's an outlet in case somebody someday finds a reason to donate two dollars or four dollars so i can buy some real podcasting equipment and do this in the future um and you know if you like these things let me know and and i hope to have a whole series of people i i I don't plan on just talking by myself or to myself or to my dogs that have been a great great attentive audience right now but i would like to have other people that are teachers were teachers wanted to be teachers former students that are teachers now i i am going to hunt you down
and be on on my podcast. So, um, you know, leave me some feedback. Tell me what you like. I, I'm going to try to post this in every platform and arena I can get my hands on. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, I appreciate the feedback, but I, I think I'm going to keep doing this for a while. Even if no one listens to it. It's a cathartic activity that I've been wanting to do. And I started teaching in the 80s, so we're getting close to the fifth decade. And um, a couple of years from now. So, you know, let me know. Keep the faith. And it's not too late to start teaching. If you hear this now, we're going to need people. I have students right now. We have Ready, Set, Teach. And they want to be teachers for some reason. I'll tell you what. I want to interview them too because it's it's a whole different world out there. So, see you.